Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you again. Preaching from Mark 14, Phil Crowder looks at Jesus on trial. We've come today to verses 53 to 65 of Mark's Gospel, chapter 14, and Phil Crowder is going to help us with our sermon preparation from these verses. So, Phil, what title have you given to this section? Not Guilty. Right, okay, what about background that we need to be aware of? The leaders of the Jews have arrested Jesus, they want to kill him. But they have a problem because the Jews have no right to kill him since the Romans rule the country. So now the Jews have to find Jesus guilty of doing something wrong. They have to show the Roman ruler, Pilate, that Jesus deserves to die, that he should be put to death. So let's read verses 55 to 65. We'll come back and read 53 and 54 in a moment. As we read, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple and in three days will build another, not made by man. Yet even then their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists and said, Prophesy! The guards took him and beat him. Hmm. Well, we're clearly going to be thinking about Jesus and that he's not guilty. But Mark also wants us to notice Peter. Jesus will be accused And Peter will be accused too. And I want you to see how different Jesus and Peter are. So let's now read verses 53 and 54. And uh, you can read later on your own verses 66 to 72, the next section. They took Jesus to the high priest and all the chief priests, elders and teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. Phil, as we we go on here, before getting actually into the sermon, are there any things in those readings that we need just to make special note of? Phrases and so on. Yes, the Sanhedrin in verse 55, or, or council. Just to note that that was the most important, the highest Jewish court that Jesus was being examined by. And then in verse 58, they say, that they heard Jesus say he'd destroy this man-made temple and in three days we'll build another not made by man. Well, if you look in John 2 verse 19, you'll see what Jesus actually said. 
He had not said that he would destroy the temple. But in any case, Jesus meant himself. They would kill him, his the temple, and he would rise again in three days. And then in verse 62, Jesus says that he is the Christ. And then he says, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. And he's referring back to words in Daniel 7, verses 13 and 14. Perhaps you could read those, actually, uh, Derek. And Daniel writes, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And you can see the similarities there. Jesus often called himself the Son of Man, and now he clearly shows what that means. He is the Christ, he is the Messiah. He will sit at God's right hand and come to judge the world. And then in verse 63, the high priest tore his clothes at what Jesus said. He was showing that he was very unhappy with what Jesus was claiming. As far as he was concerned, Jesus had spoken blasphemy. He had said things that only God could truly say. I think we have to remember that inside the high priest is very pleased because at last they have some reason to put Jesus to death. Mm. They can accuse him of blasphemy. Yes, the wickedness of man's heart is really mm. seen here, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, let's come to the sermon itself. What would you suggest is our, our main point that we should make? And what do we need to do by way of sort of introductory work? Yeah, the main point I think is quite clear, isn't it? No one can find anything wrong with Jesus. He is not guilty. And Jesus goes to his death because he says that he's the Messiah, he's the Christ. Now, as we study this passage and, and think about preaching, there are three kinds of lessons, I think, to bear in mind that you want to bring out. The first is that we want to love Jesus for what he did. The second is that we want to be like Jesus when we have to suffer for him. We ought to note that that doesn't mean that it's always wrong to speak up. Sometimes we should speak up, although Jesus didn't on this occasion. And the third kind of lesson is that we do want to be ready to meet Jesus the judge ourselves, don't we? Mm -hmm. Well, what about the sermon? How many headings do you suggest we have and what are they? There are two headings, not guilty and guilty. So first of all, not guilty, and that's verses 55 through to 61. Now, in many countries, people hate Christians just as these Jews hated Jesus. People will make up lies about Christians to put them in prison or to kill them. It would be good to use a true story if you can at this point. And it's really encouraging, isn't it? Praise God that Jesus knows how it feels. And we can pray for God's help if we're in that situation. And we can pray for his people to keep faithful to him. Yes, it really is a comfort, isn't it, Phil, that the Lord is our great high priest that we can come to. And he has actually been there. He mm. suffered the things that we suffer and much worse, of course, mm. and therefore really able to help us and understand. That's right. Yes. And as we focus more on Jesus himself, 
I think that the the most important thing here is that they could find nothing wrong. And it will be good here to talk about Jesus's life, how beautiful it was, how perfect. Every thought, every word, every action was good. Now, these Jews did try very hard. Some people came to tell lies about Jesus. Some people changed the words that Jesus said. You'll see that in verse 58. But it was clear that none of their stories were true. Everyone knew that Jesus had done nothing wrong. What did Jesus say then to all these things? Well, we can read the answer in verse 16, 61. The high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. You see, Jesus didn't need to say anything. Everyone knew that he was innocent. This also reminds us why Jesus went to the cross. It was for sinners. Jesus wasn't guilty, but we are guilty. And Jesus was willing to suffer in our place. As we read in Isaiah 53, verses 6 and 7. Could you read those for us, Derek? Yes, certainly, Phil. And we read, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. I wonder how you feel about Jesus when you see him here. And how does that help when people blame you for something that you didn't do? Yes, and that can often happen to those of us who are leading the Lord's people, can't it? Certainly can. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Well, that's your first point, not guilty. Your second one was guilty. So what verses are we looking at now? Verses 61 to 65. And you can see who the the guilty ones are as you look at those verses. Now, there is one thing that Jesus is happy to say. He is the Christ. Phil, in many ways, the description of Jesus' own words in verse 62 ought to have made the high priest afraid, didn't it? That's right. Jesus says that you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Well, that's clearly the the judge who's coming. And yet the high priest isn't afraid. In fact, he's just glad to have this charge against Jesus. Jesus has said things that only God can say, and so he's guilty. He must die. So they take away the Son of God and they spit on him and they hit him. And they make fun of him. The whole scene is a tragic one, isn't it? It is, and you can see so clearly who is guilty. Here they are, these men, judging Jesus. But they are the guilty ones. Mm. And, And one day they must face their judge, who is Jesus. So what Jesus says there in verse 62 is true still, isn't it? He is the Christ. He is the judge. We will all see him when he comes again. He will judge every one of us. So I think the question for our people, for ourselves, is this. What will you do with Jesus? And what will he do with you? Mm, They're very searching questions, but they're important that we address them, don't they? Because he is this son of man, this this mighty judge who's coming again. Mm. And although we see him there so weak, so accused, so apparently defenceless, We shouldn't forget who he truly is. Phil, we also read about Peter. What about him here? Yes, well, Peter's watching there in verses 53 and 54. 
He's sitting with the guards at a distance, warming himself at the fire. So what will Peter do when they start to ask him about Jesus? It's the question that's in the background here. And what about us when people hate our saviour? Are you glad to say that you follow Jesus? Or when you've done nothing wrong, are you happy to suffer for Jesus? Well, Peter had lots of lessons to learn through this time. And later he wrote these words in 1 Peter, his first letter, chapter 2, verses 20 to 23. Thanks, Derek. Yes, he writes, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And with that, our time has gone, and we must bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. Thank you for being with us, and until next time, this is Derek French saying goodbye, and may God bless you. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.